What's going on, family and friends? This is random number 94, Roomies and Movies. I'm Ox. That is my friend Luke over there. And we're going to tell you about the newest and latest, along with some older stuff. Some best of the worst lists that we've been doing for the last few weeks. Last few months, I suppose now. Um, but for this week, we've got uh, best and worst is Usual Suspects and Race 3. Um Battlestar Galactica, we got season three started with one through five. Um, we both watched The Cold War on Amazon Prime and then Dumbo theatrically. Uh, also, we uh, watched Twilight Zone. The first episode's up on YouTube, and I highly suggest checking it out. Um, you got everything watched then? You listen. No, you need to shut your mouth. I have not seen Twilight Zone oh, yet. You mother- well, don't watch or we're not going to talk about it, I guess, because Luke's an a-hole. <laughs> I just found out today. I was like, Twilight Zone's on. I, I didn't say watch it. You fuck, you see, fuck you, man. I, I guess that's And accurate. also, maybe we'll say that I didn't watch that or maybe Deadly Class because I was watching fucking Hannah because you made me watch the pilot like three months ago and I thought, oh, it's, it's on. We're going to watch it. And then you told me to fuck off. <laughs> I thought you were joking when you asked. I'm pretty sure I put oh, my no, I out and was like, fuck that show. You did, but I was already four episodes <laughs> in. Uh, did you like it? Uh, why are you doing this? You made me do this. Like, <laughs> Because if, you, back, if back, you liked it, it intrigues me enough to maybe possibly check it out to the point where I'll pull out the movie that was better a decade ago and watch that instead. Because you were all like, fucking Super Bowl Sunday, 24 hours only, we can watch the pilot. And I watched the pilot and we come in you're like, no, I didn't watch it. And I was like, oh, well, he obviously has an interest. We're going to watch it. <laughs> and then I'm fucking, fucking goddamn four episodes deep and you're like, no, fuck you, man. I'm not touching that. <laughs> this is what you... This is not fair. <laughs> you pulled this shit on me with the widow. So it only feels right that you get the wool pulled over and you, your eyes. I, <laughs> I, I at least watched three episodes of The Widow. You didn't even touch this. You made me watch it twice. And you didn't touch nah, it. I watched the first episode, I think. I don't even remember. You told me you didn't. I, no, I did. No, no we no, did no. that episode. We did, like, we did that episode nah. and it was, uh, it was open for like 12 hours past when we recorded it. So I watched it like right after we got uh, done recording. And I remember specifically texting you. I was like, hey, we don't fucking have to worry about Hannah. Fuck that show. This is, this is all fucking lies. I can't believe you're doing this. No way. I'm going to post it on Twitter a screenshot of the goddamn text I sent two months ago. You do that. And you also, you tell me what happened in the pilot. Because I know you didn't watch it. Uh, there was the girl in the woods. Um, there was a car crash. I, I think with her parents. And her dad, like, got her away. And I remember a helicopter being chasing them. And at that point, I was like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> you could also be talking about the movie. I don't know at this point. Well, it'd have to be the, the, the show, because I haven't seen the movie for a decade. Neither have I, but I remember fucking Eric Bana's in it, and Kate <laughs> Blanchett, and fucking Lady Bird as the killer kid. I feel like you're only making a stronger argument that we should watch the old movie. Listen, that movie's like two hours. <laughs> how like this? This how many the plot. how many episodes is the show? Eight. Jesus. Ugh. And by by the second episode. She's already met the family, traveled with them, and left. And I was like, wasn't that, like, the main bulk of the movie? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. All I see is I keep seeing trailers for it, like, on all the Amazon stuff we watch. Like, I'll click open and it'll start an ad for it. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And then Hannah comes up. I was like, oh, don't have to worry about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so halfway through, <sighs> how is it? It's better than The Widow. Hmm. I feel like that doesn't but say I don't much know that because that's halfway really? through. Because remember, uh, Widow it's really not... fell apart at sixth episode. <laughs> it's, it fell apart at episode two. I'm going to tell you. Uh, it's fine. I like, 
it feels like the the show is more interested in fucking her dad and the CIA guy that like or the lady that's looking for her, as opposed to Hannah. Yeah, it sounds like an awful way to adapt anything. <laughs> hey, we're gonna tell this character's story through everybody around her. Plus, plus at this point, like you, I watch something and it's like, you know, kid raised in the woods away from society, but kind of wants to figure out what society is and find her place in it and likes it. And I was just like, oh, I can just watch that movie with Ben Foster in it, where that girl's fucking amazing in that. And leave, I'll watch that. Leave again. no trace. That was good. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I'd just rather watch that again. I, I, I agree. To hell with Hannah. Don't watch that shit. <laughs> Now that you're halfway committed, are you going to continue with it? No, I stopped episode four where I was when you were like, we're not watching it. I was like, fuck, stop. I'm done. <laughs> that's fair. That's a, I feel like that's a very, very lenient uh, dis- dissection of uh, Amazon series right now. <laughs> I was like, kudos that it's only eight episodes, but no, I'm done. And I'll probably watch it eventually when I'm bored or something, but I got... I could be watching something else. It's fair. It's fair and accurate. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out Twilight Zone. Uh, it surprises me. I, I don't think I ever really watched any of the normal series. Like, I think I caught, like, half episodes. Like, when my – like, I'd watch, walk in on an uncle or a grandpa, like, watching it, and I'd just sit down and watch it. And it always, it always makes me think it's so much scarier than it is. And it's just kind of like the sci-fi stuff that we've been watching. Like they just throw in random or uh, not random, but like um, um, out of the ordinary circumstances to things. That's cool. I dig it. And now I can't wait for you to check it out so we can talk about it next week. (laughs) Well, we could uh, we could once we're through Battlestar, we could jump into the whole like 250 episodes of the original run. No fucking way. Are they an hour each? Uh, of the original series? No, they're twenty. They're twenty minute episodes. Oh, because the new Twilight Zone series is ours. Yeah, the apparently this isn't. They've shown like I think critics saw like four or five episodes of this new one, and some of them are shorter and some of them are longer. Since it's on the fucking CBS app or whatever, they can be as long or short as they want to be. That's ridiculous. Make make something. Similar to everything else in the series. God damn it, I hate that. How I just need like how's how's fucking feel though. See good as the narrative. Uh yeah. He's I mean he pops in for a few seconds, but he doesn't really have a huge portion in this one, which was weird because Does he do what's that? Does he do the whole like you know, like tells like a shit set up the story and he's like in the Twilight yeah. Zone. Yeah. He does it really good. Fuck yeah, that's all I want. I mean, that's what you'll get. Uh, I love his voice for it, too. It fits so perfectly. Um, speaking of Peel, did you catch us again? No, but I did see the thing where Winston Duke, uh, who played the dad in it, was just like, yeah, I totally based my performance on Jordan Peel. And now every time I hear him in that movie, I was like, he is doing a Peel impersonation. <laughs> that's fascinating. Um yeah, I caught it again. Uh, I don't think I need to catch it again for a while. Um, it, it just... Everything in that movie settled with me, and I'm fine with all of it, and I love every bit of it. Even to the point where I'm just, I'm still kind of finding new things out about it, and it's just kind of cool to uh, see how everything aligned for that movie. I mean, yeah. purpose, purposefully as well but i mean for the most part a lot of it seems coincidental so. probably uh, it's a i don't know i wish this script was tighter like get out it's like this perfect script and i feel like this is not and i kind of wanted it to be it's fair it's fair uh does he have anything else on the books besides Candyman? Uh, he's just writing Candyman, well, so who knows? Really I'm sure hear, he'll do hear about us until like three months ago, didn't we? Nah, I don't know about you. I heard when he announced it or whatever, and then they started sending the promotional stuff at like in December. Oh, yeah, I I thought so. they dropped the trailer in like January, and that was the first time we heard of it. No, I remember when the cast came out when he was just like, you know, 
fucking Winston Duke and Lapita and Elizabeth Moss. And I was like, cool, yeah, I'm in on this. Nice, nice, right on. But I mean, anything he does now, I'm on on board for it. So I'm down. Uh, I definitely, like, I should go back and try watching Key and Peele. I like that's something that I completely missed. I remember when it premiered and like I watched a skit and I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't think I ever really watched it. I think I maybe caught maybe a first couple episodes, but I think I was removed from Comedy Central at that point that I was just like, I got other shit going on. So Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh did you ever watch uh Keanu? Wasn't that their cat movie? No. Yes it was and no, I never saw that either. Interesting. Um, so I didn't care about Jordan Peele until he started doing horror, and I was like, I'm sure. in. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about that you watched this last week? I don't think so. Uh, any other news? <laughs> Seems like I any news story? I don't know. It feels so accusatory. I feel like I feel like you're saying stuff that I should know, and I'm like, did I watch something? I don't uh, know. no, I think you talked about something. Oh, I watched. Oh, I, I saw the Beach Bum, Harmony Corinne's new movie. How was that? Not good, <laughs> but that's like it. I think that that's it's your the part same for as the like, course. <laughs> like, there's these random ones that you're same going as, to, and you're like, eh, it was. Eh. But it's the same thing where it's just like. It's like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I went and saw the new Gaspar No movie, and I don't like any of his movies, and I'm shocked I didn't like this one. It's like, I don't like any of Harmony Crin's movies either, and it's like, I'll try. Oh, nope, don't like it. Listen, you got to root for those people somehow. They're going to come out and surprise you one of these times, and maybe this was going to be the one that did it, but apparently not. Um, did, did you ever see Spring Breakers? No, I hadn't. I think that's on Stars, isn't it? Oh, I mean, maybe that's the movie that like he did before this. That outside of like, you know, like fucking motherfucker wrote a movie called like Trash Humpers. You know, like shit is like he doesn't make a good movies. <laughs> like, but like Spring, but like Spring Breakers was the one that kind of like broke him through. And like, you know, like I remember telling my my buddy was like that movie looks weird. I want to see it. And I was like, you know, it's a new Harmony Corinne movie. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like it's just really weird. Uh, but then, like, this is, you know, he falls, it's like Matthew McConaughey is just a big stoner, and it's weird, and there's no consequences, and people are just smoking giant joints and drinking PBR all the time, and it's not good. So, yeah, that's the movie. Okay. Now, now that you I know, can avoid that one. Remember? Remember when, like, in the 90s, when, like, McConaughey was getting big, and they fucking, the police got called to his place, and he was in there naked, high, playing the bongos? <laughs> Like, this is a 90-minute movie of that. Nice. Very nice. Now it kind of seems like a... See, you sell these movies so well. And, like, you pick out the things that I would appreciate. Like that old Breaking In movie that, and we, like, that you saw last year. It's like, hmm, that sounds really ridiculous. And I kind of kind of want to see it. But uh, Wait, you never saw Breaking In? No, remember, you saw Breaking In, and then I saw something else. And uh, we both equally cool. didn't like our movies that we had seen. <laughs> uh, Snoop Dogg's in it. Uh, Get off this track. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, McConaughey plays a poet named Moondog, and he wins the fucking Pulitzer by the end that, of the movie, and he just reads a poem I about... I kept seeing Moondog all over fucking Twitter this weekend? Maybe. Uh... Uh, he wins the Pulitzer and the for like his book of poetry, and the only poem he reads is he's all like, "As I went to go take a piss, and I looked at my dick, I looked at it with adoration because it had been inside you twice today." And everyone's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "This is awful." Stop it. <laughs> I feel like that person wrote the lyrics for Kazam last week. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so. Uh, let's get into it then. Uh, let's start with the worst and best. Uh, obviously, Race 3 being a Bollywood movie. Uh, we both enjoyed it very much well. Uh, go watch it because it's extremely entertaining. Uh, no, I love how you were like, you are pushing through that real fast because you don't want me to say how bad that movie is. <laughs> so what do you feel about that movie? It's really bad. <laughs> At least like, 
at least like Gunday was entertaining yeah. in a bad way. This is just like by the point that like everyone's like double crossing everyone and secretly working for this person and stuff. And at one point I was just like, I don't care anymore. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> don't give a fuck. I've checked out. Uh, I feel like this would be an all right movie if it wasn't uh, a foreign film. Like if it, if it was just uh, English dialogue, like I could just put it in the background and just be like, this is a ridiculous movie. Um, but yeah, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the randomness of Bollywood thrown in a uh, Fast and Furious and probably like the Fast and Too Fast Too Furious movie like it's that where nobody really has on street on screen chemistry with each other but yet they'll do a dance song routine with each other um, whatever <sighs> the best part was that like falling in love sequence where like they're on the street like they're on just like a highway and he just pulls out a fucking like real knife home and shaves his beard and no, 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 that's no. the best part no 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 that motherfucking knife was serrated there's nobody shaving their goddamn goatee off with a serrated knife and I was like I've, I've lost all, all my dispension of this disbelief like what the hell um, I also like I completely didn't realize that was him until he shaved. And I was like, oh, it's that guy from earlier. (laughs) It was really hard to keep straight how everybody fit into this whole thing, too. Um, Just because it was like they were all introduced so confusingly. Um, the, The son had a temper that he only showed off once. And that was to start the movie off. Man, this movie. Uh, apparent yeah, I I want to say point. that this movie was a combination of the first two races. Like they took all of those ideas and just mashed them into this one. Dude, from what I followed from the Wikipedia page, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there's a couple couple actors that crossed or or like were in two of the three movies, so. Uh, I believe the, the main bodyguard, the brother, the oldest brother, I guess, he's like the action star that everybody gets. He's like uh, India's rock, I believe. And like people just go see his movies for the hell of it. Um, which makes sense. I believe like, it. This movie Man, is like a mess. Yeah, it's there's no coherence to it and like none of it makes any sense. And... And then you have songs thrown in like that just don't make any sense. <laughs> but only like a couple. Yeah. There's only yeah. like a couple musical numbers. And they're bad. <laughs> they're not fun musical numbers like the Moonday ones. Um, I want to say that they're really bad because I'm pretty sure like those actors aren't actually even singing the songs. Like I'm pretty sure they were dubbed with somebody else's voice for the singing parts. I believe, if nothing else, they're they're auto-tuned within an inch of their fucking lives. Yeah. Real fucking mess. Um, so we have that. Um, so are you are you excited for more Bollywood movies? You were the one who was like, I love Bollywood I mean, yeah, now. I'm totally in for Bollywood. Like, if you bring a Bollywood to the table, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a shot, for sure. Um, the, like, the only, the only weird thing is, like, these are three, uh, almost three-hour movies that I'm like, well, I have to set everything to the side and actually watch this because I have to pay attention to what they're saying and if that makes sense. So, well, well, only kind of because half the time they're speaking English. Oh this man, one, it, it really was... tripping me. Out. <laughs> it really tr- tried its damnedest to break my brain. Um, I was hoping you know, especially when like... like because like you'd catch it one time, you're like, wait, are they just talking fast? So like the dialogue. Or, like, the uh, captioning is trying to keep up with it. And then, like, they just... A different language. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. I don't know. <sighs> what a mess. Yeah, and what really bugged me was, like, they would be speaking in English, but then the subtitles would be, like, subtitling it to Indian, yeah. and it didn't match. You know, like, there was a lot of times that he would, like, be like, oh, shit. Yeah. And the caption was like, oh, crap. And I'm like, what? No. What? what? Stop it. Yeah. This is really bugging me. But uh, we got our first look at a sweet uncle, or sexy uncle. What, what the fuck was that? 
What is sexy uncle? I have no fucking idea. Uh, he could possibly and just this... be the chauffeur. That's his actual name. <laughs> I don't fucking understand whatsoever. But he got... It was very noticeable when he was um, spoken to by a main character. Because they'd say, hey, sexy uncle. Or see you later, sexy uncle. I was like, oh yeah? Do we get a little scene with sexy uncle? Uh, and then him going out the way he did. I was I was just let down. Well, and also, like, the fucking... Does the dad just put fucking explosive gel on everything he owns? Uh, I'm pretty I sure. mean, that's just his move. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. And, and also, you, like, like... Give these trinkets out to these brats. <laughs> and then the fucking, like... When he gets like all the politicians and stuff there, and he goes to play the tape, and it's his dead wife committing, uh, like admitting that he's poisoned her, and he's just like, "You still owe me money, people." And I was like, "You don't have any blackmail on him." What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, what? Are, there are some really strange parts, especially when they're shooting trackers into each other's. The I guess the brother shoots a tracker into his girlfriend, and then himself. So then, if in case that he gets taken, which he does, um, they could she could find him, and then that, oh my god, I completely forgot out of nowhere in the middle of the Middle East, everybody's <laughs> driving trucks and fucking uh motorcycles. Nope, semi out of nowhere. <sighs> this movie uh, had it all, it's it's bad. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. Um, I don't know. It it was a step away. I mean, it wasn't. It felt like um, Santa conquers the Martians. Like it's just a kind of uh, somebody's trial run. But I guess if this is the person's third third thing, you really shouldn't expect anything big from it. Yeah, this is this <laughs> is a fucking franchise, son. And also, what an awful title. And also. <laughs> putting that title in, everything knows this thing. And it's like, this is ridiculous. This is over the top. So. Yeah, and especially when they're like, like the songs just kept being like, it's time to start the race. And I was like, what race? <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, that. that and race. then, like, when the dude would, like, he would look at the camera and he's like, the race isn't over. I was like, no one's fucking racing. You guys don't know what this means. <laughs> it would have been great if they would have had a caravan behind the caravan. And, like, he says that, and, like, they just go to the back cameraman, like, getting a shot of the front cameraman, and, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because I only feel that's what all of the audience felt like. So. (sighs) What a ridiculous movie. Um, Jumping from that to the best this week was The Usual Suspects, another 25-year-old movie. Um, How'd you feel about that one? Eh. Eh. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, the main main thing that it comes down to, especially, like, once you've seen it already and you know the twist, right? Which, spoiler alert, the twist was ruined for me, but in the first fucking scary movie movie, that's where (laughs) I learned how the fucking... (laughs) So, So the first time I saw Usual Suspects, I was like, Wait, isn't this the ending to scary? Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Um, but you know, once once you know the twist, you realize like, is is anything that happened in the movie real? You know, like how much is he lying and how much is he telling any point of truth? Like, there's no when you have an unreliable narrator like that, you have no reason to believe anything that he's told you. Yeah, for sure. Um, you get the quintessential uh, unreliable narrator with this one. Um, but I thought it was alright. Um, seeing Del Toro that fucking young. Like, oh my god. What about fucking... What about the chicken man? What about Gus? <laughs> That's who the fuck it was. I was trying to fucking place him. But yeah, Gus. Son of a bitch. He looked way better with a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> so young. And also like... What what blew my mind when I first turned it that on and started watching it last night was that Stephen Baldwin is top build. Like that's nuts. <laughs> I, I had to actually go back and look. Uh, Biodome was a few years after this, so like 
he was hitting some stride right then. And I was like, really? That Baldwin? Because aren't there four of them? <laughs> and Alec just gave uh, the fuck up. Probably. So, yeah, it was really but strange. Like, out of with nothing, like, but I'm like, because I get like Spacey wasn't big then, but I'm just like, fucking, you got like Gabriel Byrne. He was known fucking, I know Del Toro wasn't, but like fucking Jason Pollock was more well-known than Stephen Baldwin, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I thought it was a fun little romp of a heist-esque movie. It, it's fine. It's one of those things where, like, when I watch it, like, I feel there's nothing spectacular to the direction. Mm-hmm. Like, that that whole movie lives and dies in its script and its cast. Um, so it's weird that, like, Singer blew up and it took McQuarrie so long before he got off the ground, even though he wrote it, you know? Yeah. I can see that. Um, but yeah, um, I think it just falls into that uh, same spot where we were talking, like, these are just what we grew up with, and, like, this is what we thought was so great back then, but, like, this, there really isn't anything really remarkable about this movie. Like, I, after you get that one twist, which is ridiculous, because we were talking about us earlier, like, seeing that twist for a second time, like, it's still hard to pinpoint certain things. And, like, certain things don't make sense. But, like, this one, if you learn the twist, like, it takes all the wind out of the sails. Because, like, you're just watching this guy lie for an hour and a half. Yep. And, like I said, you can't, you know, sure, like, you know, uh, Burns' character and Pollock and Baldwin all died on that heist. But, like, is any reason why they were there what, you know... how did he get him there? Is he lying completely? Is, you know, he's feeding this whole story about uh, Burns' character being good, but maybe he set it up just to fuck with the customs agent who's there. You know, like, is that really what happened? You know, like, you get no answers from that twist, yeah. and it just sheds more shadow on everything else. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so that's... That said, like, is as big as the fucking creep as he is, like Spacey's really good in this movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I just seen something about Baby Driver, and I remember us like not being really involved with his acting for that one, but like this one knocked out of the park. Um, considering the focus is on him most of the movie, but yeah, I think he did a great job, and like it's that prestige moment where the uh, the one magician, his act is his lifestyle. And like the the things he does on stage is just circumvented by that lifestyle he lives. So, plus, plus, if the whole thing was so that he could fucking put a hit out and take care of this guy who knew who he was and could name him, that was the whole point, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's literally a guy alive in a hospital bed who also knows what he looks like and can tell a sketch artist what he looks like. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think about that guy. It's really weird. It it doesn't make much sense mm-hmm. when she actually started thinking about stuff, but mm-hmm. but it's it's fine enough, you know. What a great like super villainy esque, uh, like getting that close to danger and like just and like even when the the detective's like I'm smarter than you, I'm going to figure all this out, and he's like he's ten steps ahead of him already. So so good. Um. So what do we got next week for best and worst? Uh, we have, uh, our first, I think, video game adaptation. Oh, goodness. With Blood Rain. Oof. So, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> uh, I did check, uh, I believe there are at least three of the Blood Rain movies on Prime. If you just wanted to run the whole series, we could do that. <laughs> We'll see after that first one. I'm pretty sure we're both going to be on the same page and like, yes, let's watch the trilogy. <laughs> uh, l- listen, I don't remember it, but I have seen this movie. I so fun fact. I'm yeah. fairly certain it's on my DVD shelf, uh, but I don't think I've ever watched it. Second fun fact. I'm uh, pretty sure I have the second movie in that case as well. Um, but I've never seen it. I think in the second one, uh, it's gonna be one great. of these 
those uh, glaives from like Star Trek? Isn't that from the Blood Rain video game? Uh, who knows? I'm guessing we'll find out. I'm sure I'm going to come out. I guess I'm, we will. I'm coming with a whole bunch of great uh, quiz topics next week on Blood Rain series. Uh, <laughs> let's do a video game to video adaption. We'll just find the game and play it. Fair enough. Uh, so we went for best then. No. Uh, which it's really weird that I was like, yeah, I've seen Blood Rain, but I'm gonna be like, I haven't seen this one. Uh, for best, we have Saving Private Ryan. Really? That's yep. That's well, that's not necessarily that considering you hadn't seen Green Mile. Man, you missed like all those times also... like, for like a decade. <laughs> It must be why I'm like, I don't care about Tom Hanks. He hasn't done anything <laughs> cool since Big. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to be all about uh, Saving Private Run. I mean, it's a pretty fucking brutal war movie. Like, I'm not that excited to see it because I remember, like, some of the scenes. But, like, that's probably one of Hanks's best. Um, the main thing would be... Uh, I never saw it because I hate war movies. Yeah. So. Which was really strange that you like the raid so much. That's not a war movie. Uh, it feels very warish. If nothing else, you could have been like I'm surprised you like Dunkirk so much. I mean, yeah, there's that too. Yeah, that's a fucking war. Movie. Um, but that it's a pretty fucking stacked cast. You got Vin Diesel. Rubisi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Faraday from Lost. Damon. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. This, I mean, the stacked. I don't think there's any, like, people that we probably aren't going to know. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> 98. This is a 20-year-old movie. I'll be damned. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've never seen it. I've, I've spent 20 years avoiding it. Uh, with good reason. I mean, if you really don't like war movies, you're going to... It's going to be an interesting discussion because it it does a lot of things well, but I mean, it really does highlight the atrocities that war brings. So, sure, and not I and not it. in the all right way like uh, Full Metal Jacket does it. Like they have some atrocities, they have some jokes, but like a lot of it's awful. But like this is just there's some really fucking brutality. So. Yeah, so we got that coming yeah. up next week. Cool. Um, so jumping from there, let's let's talk some fucking Battlestar Galactica. And fucking yeah. season three, yeah. we got through the new Caprica arc, uh, and fu- what a fucking doozy! I had yeah. no, That's I didn't crazy. think they could take this show anywhere. I felt like when the Cylons landed at the end of season two, I was like, well. What the fuck's gonna happen with the rest of the two seasons we have left in forty episodes and like out of the gate, like a fucking cannon. Like this is where we've been. We're getting the fuck out of here. Um insanity ensues. Like uh seeing how the insurgents have risen up, the silence are kind of maxed out all their strategic uh, placement, I guess, um, in time, trying to corral these uh, humans and whatnot. Um, and the, just the other shit that unfolds on New Caprica. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. So, the what I think is like the craziest thing about the New Caprica arc and why I think it's like brilliant, right? You're in the fucking heyday of the goddamn Iraq war right now. Shit. And you and you do this season where you cast your heroes as the insurgents who are suicide bombing people. And the Cylons are ostensibly what Americans are doing in Iraq. They've come in. They're trying to build the police state, set up a government that they can run, and restabilize it. Like, that is... Wow. I didn't even Insane think about that, that. That's what they did, and I realized like like all those moments like just sink in the bottom of my stomach. Like, what what are we trying to do with this show? And it's like 
just bashes you over the head with all of this. And it's like, all right, but I really like these characters, so don't make them do those stuff. Come on. Um, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you have, you have, you know, fucking Roslyn knows about the suicide bombings and is okay with it. You know, like the moral North star of this show is just like, cool, we're suicide bombing these people because we need to stop them. Yeah. Um, and then like you see, oh, man, <sighs> just the, uh, the, what the, uh, one dude on the pr- police force has to deal with and like them working for the Cylons, but kind of trying to become their own thing. But fucking Ty is having none of it. The entire first five episodes. Ty is, well, you a, know, such a, Ty- he got his eye ripped out, okay? He's allowed to be cranky. I mean, absolutely. Um, but then when he deals with Ellen um, for betraying him, like, fuck. Like, yeah, he's gone through some shit, but to only have to go through more of that just to get rescued, like, fucking A. These characters have gone through literal hell just to get... And it's not even like, you know, you get that scene where, like, you know, like, Ty is like, you know, there's consequences, you know, like, fucking, I had to kill my wife to uphold these, so why should I care about you? You know, when Chief's trying to get him to save that guy, and he's mm-hmm. like, is it, is it okay because he saved Callie, you know, fucking, I didn't even save my wife because she worked, she collaborated with him, we need to do this. And there's that scene where, well, there's a couple, <laughs> but there's that first time when, like, he's on the brig and he's fighting with Hilo. And Adama's just like, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, or he's like, you know, I know you saw some things down there. And Ty's just like, don't you even fucking talk to me about what I saw. You know, there's, they're building this disconnect between the people who were on Caprica and those who stayed on the ships. Uh, But then you get that scene, I think it's in the last episode or maybe the one before, (laughs) where fucking Adama just puts the gun on the table and he's like, be the man you were or shoot me. Like, those are your options. We're not fucking... Motherfucking Adama, like, seriously, continues being my favorite character with all the shit. Uh, because, like, he understands what it's going to take to rescue them and sends the rest of the civilian fleet away um, with Pegasus, uh, his son driving Pe- Pegasus and flying away from them. And he, he understands it's probably going to be a suicide mission, so... Um, but gives her, gives her speech. <laughs> dude there is no speech more rousing than him just yelling at his fat son i love it so much. yes it's yes like best. um when adama realizes that he needs to lean on sharon again after everything that they went through season two with um and like to trust her to the point where she's in charge of the main portion of the rescue mission and like uh, Apollo comes over because he obviously has some dilemma with the situation and (laughs) fucking Adama just rips into him and like not in a mean way, but like uh, this is what I've fucking decided and I've gotten this far because of everything I've been through and you're not about to tell me how how I'm going to, pull off this rescue mission and like when he, he calls him fat, his fat son and just fucking lays into him about jumping jacks and shit or jumping rope and shit like that and like not in a mean way at all like oh, I'm a big guy that, and I didn't, uh, that first time was so mean when he's just like you've grown weak and soft like your ass and I was like whoa Adama <laughs> Uh, but I, I feel like it's just, um, the only way that he's going to get through to him. So, and if this is the way he has to remember him, so be it. It's fucking Adama and we don't question his mustache. (laughs) Not when, not when he, uh, pulls off the greatest thing ever by, oh my God, uh, when he fucking drops in the atmosphere just to fucking let all the vipers loose and then fucking jumps away. Oh, I don't think you're going to get a better scene from anything ever. It's so fucking good. And like they showed that in the cutscene. I was like, shit. 
is he gonna cra- like I thought that was a Pegasus and it was just gonna crash into the earth? Uh, nope, nope. Adama's the fucking pimp, <laughs> just fucking rolling all these maneuvers and like jumps back out of space as he lets off all the vipers and just fucking man, what a ridiculous, awesome statistician. Um, he's seen some shit and then he fucking done some shit like. Goddamn. Uh, and then the Pegasus come in to save him after he seemingly is staring down his uh, demise with this whole situation. Um, he figured he could take on two base stars and keep them busy while everybody escaped. Um, there's four base stars and he knows that's his ruin. So when Pegasus yeah, comes... There's, dude, there's nothing you want to hear less than your captain being like, it was an honor to serve with you. And you're like, oh, fuck. It's just, it's yeah. done. We're. And I, like, I, I hit this point, uh, I think it was last episode where I was like, why is it called Battlestar Galactica? We still have two Battlestars. And like, I was like, is this where we switch over to Battlestar Pegasus and keep searching for Earth? And like, fucking Apollo comes out of nowhere. I was like, oh, shit, it's on. And then you just fucking start ramming Brave Stars with the Battlestar. I was like, Maybe not the move we want to make, but <laughs> go for it. <laughs> it's this weird thing. It's just like, yeah, we're going to save the Galactica, but like, there's no, like, no, there doesn't seem to be a plan. It literally seems like you jump away, dad. I'm just going to ram this guy. Just fucking yeah. nose into it. It's so good. Um, so, yeah. And then we deal with the uh, Sharon coming to rescue them, grabbing the lunch keys. The fucking Cylons. Like, the treachery of those bastards. Um, giving Starbuck this hope that she has a child, and then, like, kind of ripping that away when she finds out that it's just somebody else's kid that they t- took in place. And, like, that's the crazy thing is because Ty was keeping track of how long he was in the hole. Um, but it seemed like she didn't have any idea of how long she's been being held. Um, so as four months passed and he introduces a daughter, like who's four or five at this point, but like <laughs> they left earth. Maybe I want to say a year ago. I mean, Sharon or yeah, Sharon wasn't even showing. So um to have a kid that was that old, I was like, damn, Cylons just grow like fucking weeds. Um, and then you see that half Cylon, half half human baby that's still like four or five months old. And it's like, well, I guess a year at this point. But um, yeah, they're treachery. But like, it's it's also Leopold, Leopold, Leholden, uh, whatever his fucking name is. But um, he's the guy that's trying to be straightforward, but I guess he really isn't. Um, he's just trying to get his way, and when he gets fucking shanked, I was like, yeah, fuck you, you bastard. Um, but yeah, Ty and Starbuck have seen some shit now. Uh, I believe well, Anders is out of the way, though. Fuck Anders. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's so said, annoying. Like, yeah. like, he's like, oh, we've only murdered like 12 people. I just, I gotta draw the line. I'm better than this. It's like, no, you were just part of this tribunal that killed like 12 people. You are not Listen, better than this. He was tired of war. After uh, getting all the farms back on old Caprica, come on, that dude's put in his time for being just a shitty basketball player or whatever, fucking pyramid player. Pyramid. <laughs> and also um, just like, Mm, he married the wrong girl. Like, that was yeah. a bad choice, Anders. Yeah. Uh, but fucking Gaeta, uh, get, catching shit from Ty, and then nearly being killed uh, when he was the insider information. Like, when they got that close to just fucking airlocking his ass. And it's like, no, he fucking, he was the insider information. He's the way, he's the reason we were able to escape. Like, everybody but else you can like, see, Fuck. like, <laughs> You can see how much, though, like, they want to get Baltar. Because, like, they were going after yeah. Gaeta because he was the closest one to Baltar, who is who they really want to punish. Uh, and to think, like, they just think that he surrendered on New Caprica. They still have no idea that he caused the downfall of the original colonies, too. So, like, mm. 
he better stay on that base star for a while. It'll be it'll be interesting if Gaius ever met, meets back up with them, and what the outcome of that will be. But I mean, Gaius that last episode of him coming to terms with he's a captive of these Cylons now because all the shit he's seen and been a part of at this point and basically leading him to earth now as well. Um, but maybe they have a weapon that they can use against the Cylons with that disease that was spread against the base star. So it'll be interesting if we see anything more with that or if we're just going to jump past and keep on the, on the way to earth. So yeah, that's fucking awesome. Love it. Uh, but it, I really, I really feel like Gaius is a Cylon at this point. Um, the shit that they introduced for that fifth episode and like Cylons being able to project what they want um, seems very much to what he's being doing with Number Six because she's doing it back with him. But oh, did that? Yeah, did that Number Six ever come back then? Which six? The one that was on Earth and um, was first downloaded and then was the war hero, number six. Oh, Cap, Cap listen, if we're supposed to use BSG terminology, that's Caprica six. And yeah, okay. that's who's hanging out with him. On, that's who's hanging out with him on the base star. Okay. But she, you know, she's all like, I can't love you anymore. You know, you're a human. I need to stop this. Um yeah. Which will be Plus, even more interesting to see if he is a Cylon, like uh because he made this point that uh, I don't I don't think the other ones know who the other five are yet, but I don't know. Oh, so yeah. I'm sure we, they we get do, our first but Yeah, we, we we've we've come to our first mention of the final five Cylons who are not to be spoken of. And at this point we have thirty five episodes to go, uh before getting to the head so um yeah it'll be interesting to see how they play that off and especially if if caprica six is not wanting to search out love anymore considering that's what they uh we're looking for and plus we get hera is being held by the cylons now um but it will seemingly cost um xena everything <laughs> at some point so we'll see um, it's interesting to see how much they've regrouped um, in this in just this last year. So, um, we're all headed back to Earth again. So we'll see what happens six through ten tomorrow or next week. Yeah, something yeah. happens. Um, I think there's the <laughs> boxing episode. Yeah. Now I'm intrigued. Um, so jump from there. Um. You wanted to see this movie last year, but you said it was Prime, so we watched it um, called The Cold War. It came out theatrically last year. You missed it, but it's on Prime now. Um, how do you feel about that? I already told you how I feel, so. Did you? I put it on Twitter, so I figured you just saw it. Yeah, Twitter. Uh, Twitter. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. It, it's this little... It's this little... Well, yeah. Yep, never mind. I know you like it because it's a fucking, like, doomed love story. <laughs> yep. You know, these two people fighting over, what, like, 15 years the relate, like, the arc of their relationship over 15 years and mm-hmm. the ups and the downs and the suicides at the end. Yep. It's, it's pretty much what he, what he put out there. Um, these musicians find each other by fate. Uh kind of have a plan to escape with each other. One of them gets away. Then another one finds a way to get to them. And like they reconnect over the years, but never for a, an, a reasonable amount of time, except for, I think one time they're together for maybe a year or so, but. Um, well, there was like the beginning, you know, when they were in the troop before yeah. they started doing like, propaganda for Stalin, you know, before that happened, they were together at that point, and then that's when he ran across the border to France. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I really dug it. Uh, I love the black and white of this whole movie. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful movie. 
Um, didn't then to come full circle for where the movie started to. Uh, it was just kind of ceremonies. So, yeah, I dug it. Really dug it. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it was just one of those ones that like. Which was I knew of which, it. I I think it's an hour and a half, right? Um, yeah, I want right to say that first half hour was really dragging, and I wasn't expecting myself to like it. And then it kind of ties them together over the years, and I was like, I'm liking this a little bit more. And obviously, the doomed relationship was like, oh, this has got to be one of my favorites now. Uh, not one of my favorites, but you and, yeah, I do you and your weird fucking. <laughs> But they aren't teenagers, so I'm making progress, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> but this one's like, uh, I don't know. It's still destruct. Like, literally, the dude's just like, they won't let me go back to Poland because they think I'm a spy because I've crossed the border, but I really want to see her. So, oh, nope, I'm in a prison camp now. Cool. Mm-hmm. Guess I'll be out in 15 years with mangled hands. Yeah. So, uh, check that out if you get this chance to. And now, on to the star of the show. How'd you feel about Dumbo? Well, how do you feel about the original Dumbo? Um, I can't remember much of it. I, I saw it when I was little, exactly. but... Exactly. I don't fucking... I can't. <laughs> but, I you can't know, you there's definitely not... There's definitely not a ton of story about fucking sad Colin Farrell and his children who he doesn't want to raise because his wife's dead and he lost an arm in the war like what that's how we start this movie just fucking depression <laughs> and then we just get worse it, and worse it feels like they took okay so they saw the original movie and was like yeah Dumbo's this goddamn elephant born with big ass ears and has a mom let's take those elements and put them in a movie and like I don't think any of this other stuff was ever part of no that original. it wasn't so yeah the original movie is like less than an hour long yeah you know it's just about dumbo there's some some racist crows and then he fucking drinks some booze and sees some pink elephants and he flies he the did end. i fucking uh, i was i saw a gif of him drunk and i was like was that a real shit or did somebody just make that yep drunk dumbo i remember that now um, um but uh wow is this movie weird I don't. Here's the thing, I I feel uncomfortable, like really, really, really uncomfortable every time Colin Farrell's like, "Go get him, Big D," and I was like, "Stop saying Big yeah, D. You need to stop 1, it." One thousand percent. That was one of the biggest things that I just kept. Don't do that again. And then he kept doing it. It's like, Ew, stop it. I swear at one point he like he hits Dumbo on the ass. He does. Like, you got it, and baby. I and I was like, gonna, what's his... I, I'm pretty sure that's the last time like he goes on to perform. He's like, go get him, the D. Slaps him on the ass. I was like, what are we doing? Why is this in a child movie? Stop that. Fucking weirdo. Uh, but yeah, I definitely uh, didn't like the movie. It's, ugh. it's a mess. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's one of the weird movies where like, I absolutely love the cast, top to bottom, but I think they're all kind of bad and don't do anything in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I think the the outside of the Big D runner, <laughs> uh, the fact that like it's this super weird indictment of Disney and its business practices that kind of like I don't understand how it got put in the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like literally Michael Keaton's playing a Walt Disney esque character who owns a amusement park oh, called Dreamland. <laughs> who then, you know, he wants this attraction. He wants it and he promises this small troop that he's gonna hire him and employ him, but as soon as he gets what he wants, he fires them and crushes them within the cogs of the corporate machine. Yeah. It's really weird that that's in a Disney movie. Huh. Yeah, I just I don't know. There was super. There was a bunch of kids that really excited about Dumbo, though. I just couldn't get. Yeah, there was a bunch of people fucking clapping at the end, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it happened to mine too. Who keeps coming to these Disney (laughs) remakes and claps? Not the one for sure. It's 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 weird. It's not good. Um, The 
making Dumbo's face semi-human-esque is frightening. Like, when he was in that clown makeup, I was, like, about to vomit. It looked so disturbing. Yeah. Even if they built, like, because I don't know. They might have had sets, but everything looks fucking fake in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, The only thing, Um, like, like the opening made me, uh, just made me want to watch Carnival again. (laughs) <laughs> the only thing this movie um, did. like I like it gets better towards the end once they get to dreamland and it's this like Tim Burton fucking art deco porn like he's doing 89 Batman again <laughs> like that's kind of cool yeah. but like I don't know it's it's not a good movie no. and at one point I was just like that's a tiny baby elephant you can't be riding him you need to stop yeah. it yeah 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 all of this was just too weird. Like none of it lined up and made any sense. And it's like, oh, uh. so. And if you were on the fence, I'd definitely avoid Dumbo. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's just like, man, it's and it sucks. Because I don't know. This is the first time we've so... had Colin Farrell in like for fucking ever, and he just plays an arm. What we had Killing of the Sacred Deer. Oh, oh, that was two years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's two years ago, but I mean, it um, seems like he was trying for this movie, but it seemed like everybody else didn't give a fuck because they were only in the movie for half a minute. <laughs> so. Well, like, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I just don't think they had the material because, like, yeah. I think DeVito's trying to do something. Um, I think Keaton is trying to do something. Ava Green's just there, which yeah. is sad because I fucking love Ava Green. Same, but like it seems like there's just there's just nothing there for anyone to do because like it doesn't want to commit to being a family drama, but it doesn't want to commit to be about being a flying elephant. It's weird. It's just all over the place. Totally. It's also really strange that the uh, like they focus on the kids, and the kids' main takeaway is they're not going to believe you until you prove it to them. So basically lie to your parents until you get your way. I don't know. Well, like, and that's, it doesn't even focus on the kids. It focuses on the daughter. Yeah. If anything. And there's that weird thing where it's just like, Oh, Hey, this only memento I have from my dead mother who gave it to me. She died. Don't need it. Going to throw it in the fire. (laughs) It's just like, I, I get the symbolism here, but like, hold on to that shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd avoid that one. So, then what do we got so for next? Does, what? Well, I was going to ask, does this make you more or less excited for the other live action Disney movies we got coming up this year? Uh, we're only talking about Aladdin, are we? What other ones are there? Uh, Li- Lion King is this year, too. <sighs> No, I'm super not excited about either of them. <laughs> Which is funny is because they tra- they played the trailer for Aladdin. And I was like, oh, I know this movie, so I can't spoil myself. And that just looks like a shot for shot remake. It's like, give a damn. I don't know. Yeah. And Lion King looks about the same uh, from everything I've heard. Is like it's just a shot for shot remake with better CGI. I don't know. It's whatever. Um, but the cast is really good. Listen, you're the fucking one that wanted to see this because you heard really good things about it. No, I heard people saying, like, it's the best Tim Burton in years. And maybe it is. I don't know, because that motherfucker hasn't made a good movie <laughs> since, what, Sweeney That Todd? bar is so low that I guess that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, it's better than that child molester Charlie in the Chocolate Factory movie he made. Or... It's fucking better than Dark Shadows. No one fucking saw Dark Shadows. Come on. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, yeah. Then what do we got for uh, next week? Oh, uh, we got Best and Worst. We got uh, Next 5 BSG. We have Shazam, which I've already seen. Okay. And we have Pet Motherfucking Cemetery. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Oh. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Definitely. I thought there was another one theatrical. Oh, if you want to see the fucking Sam Rockwell's lovable racist movie, that's out. Yeah, of course I do. I don't know. <laughs> if it's playing near me, I'll probably just like, it, but... Yeah, it's just like, dude, I saw you win an Oscar for a shitty movie where you played a shitty racist who had a heart of gold and it was shitty. 
Don't want to see another is that, one. Sorry. Is that the show he's doing on FX, too? Oh, is there a show on FX where he's just racist? God damn it. Wouldn't I, I don't think he's racist. I, I believe he's, like, playing... I don't know. I'll have to look into it. Uh, he's, like, a dance instructor or something? Oh, it's uh, Fosse or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw the trailer for it uh, while I was watching uh, the first episode of What We Do in the Shadows, so... It's coming out next week, I believe. So, listen, you you watch that, and you watch Twilight Zone, and then we'll talk about it next week because it's lovely. It's lovely. Whatever, man. Um, so yeah, watch all that stuff, and we'll check in with you next week. Uh, peace, pineapples, and all that good stuff. Lights. <laughs>